shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. It is Thursday, September 15, 2022. This is episode 76 of the Human Hope Podcast. My name is Carlos Enrique Wittiger Guzman, Archibald Cabello. And I got one question for you. Y'all ready for this? Come on. What is going on, Human Hope Familia? Welcome to another episode of the Human Hope Podcast. Coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee. And we got some news. We got some news. Y'all want to see the news? If you're on YouTube, you can see the news. That's right. We do have a YouTube channel now. Just head to humanhopevideo.com. Uh, I think we actually have a enough subscribers now on YouTube to where I can... Uh, I can have like youtube.com slash human hope podcast. We'll see if that's the case. I'll add it to the end. But uh, hey, what is in my hand? You know what's in my hand? An iPhone 12. That is right. We back, baby. We are back. Seven weeks to the day. Seven weeks to the day. I'm back. I got my phone and I'm, I'm, I am making up for lost time. I've already posted a reel on Instagram. I posted like a, a thousand dot story. Like I like to do. I posted on my be real twice. Those that were on be real, the app, uh, saw that I'd come off my social media break first. Y'all were first <clears throat> round of applause. Um, and Everyone else just kind of, I just kind of jumped back on Instagram. You know, I, I, I also like, it was a little bit of pressure because I don't know, like, what, what do you say after seven weeks of literally life altering, um, moments, 
what do you say? Like, how, how do you, how do you come back? Like, like you want to unpack everything, but then it's like so overwhelming. You don't unpack anything. That's kind of where I'm at. So yeah, that's where we're at. Um, I'm back. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I've got some boundaries. Boundaries are the wrong word. You know, a lot of people are asking me, Carlos, what are you going to like? What boundaries are you going to put around you to protect you? Um, as you re-enter to make sure you don't go back to how it was before, which to be honest with you, I was pretty freaking healthy. But as I was off of technology and social media, I yeah, I realized, oh, there's some things I do want to do differently. But instead of thinking, this is, this is how I like to think. Instead of always thinking about um, what are, what, hey, just turned on a light. And that makes me look a little bit better. Um, a little mood lighting. Instead of thinking about what what I want to put around me, barriers to protect me, um, I like to think of it a little bit differently. I like to think about well, what instead of bound, what what do I want to bring to me? Instead of things I want to stay away from, what are things I want to bring? And so, like when I start thinking in those terms, like what are runways I want to build to help me take off? to the next level where I want to take off, right? It's just looking at it differently. Instead of being like, what do we want to protect ourselves from? I like to think, what do I want to welcome in? And there's a lot that I want to welcome in. You know, I want to walk, I want to welcome in um, a lot more silence in my life. Now that is already more difficult. Uh, I want to, I want to welcome in less screen time. I want to welcome in more walks with my wife. I want to welcome in not worrying about what is happening all over the planet 24 seven. I want to welcome in a lot of different things. And um, to do that, maybe I've got to change the soundtrack in my brain. Oh, talk about a little teaser soundtracks. You know, you know, a lot of times we, we get those, we get tapes. My dad used to say when I was a kid, Carlitos, you must change the cassette tape in your brain. You know, same, same, same idea. Um, but I've got a friend today that's going to unpack this idea of soundtracks uh, with us and soundtracks in our mind. But not only for us, how about for our kids? So this is like a a um, universal episode. Your kids can listen to this podcast. If you're a kid, your parents can listen to this podcast. Um, and you can listen to two middle-aged guys talk about not believing lies they used to believe. Uh, and it's good. John Acuff is my guest today. He is a long, long time friend of mine. I think I did the math. I think it's been 14 years uh, since we, that's just so long ago. Gosh, I don't want it to be 14 years. Is it really? 2008 to 2018 to 2022. Yeah. That's 14 years. Lord have mercy. Oh man. Sorry. I'm getting depressed here. Um, but John and I both, you know, we both were at North point community church in Atlanta, not working there. I was working at Buckhead church. John was working, um, for something with someone else. He goes into that on the podcast a little bit, but we were kind of in the, Christian blogger space. Uh, another thing that makes me feel ancient. <laughs> like, I wonder if when I say Christian blogger space as a man in his late forties, 
I'm trying to think what that would have been equal to when I was in my 20s. So like if you're listening to me and you're in your 20s and I'm saying that, what is that to you? Like if you, like, I guess to me, that would have been, if I ever heard it, somebody was said something that made them feel old when I was 25. Um, when I was 25, that probably would have been like somebody saying like, yeah, we used to, um, oh, I don't know. Uh, we, we used to write for our daily bread together or yeah, we, uh, we used to um, write for the, the church news bulletin together. Remember like we were like news bulletin writers, uh, scroll, sorry. I, I, I just, I get distracted, but now listen, um, John and I have been at this for a minute. Okay. We've been at this for a minute. We've known each other for a long time. We've rooted each other on something that we didn't talk about in the podcast, uh, is that we, we, we were part of this, uh, collective of friends, myself, Kyle Chowning, Jeremy Cowart, Derek Webb, and John Acuff, uh, five of us. And we've just kind of cheered each other on for the last decade, a little bit less than a decade, but it, it's about there. Uh, because we were, we were all entrepreneurs at the beginning. Some of us still are, I guess all of us still are. Uh, you guys heard Derek on the podcast, um, man, a couple months ago when he was talking about deconstructing his faith. And it's a great episode, by the way, if you want to go listen to that one, but actually, let me find out what episode that was, because I know a lot of you are on that journey and that was episode Hang on, I'm getting there. Oh no. Oh no. I'm not going to be able to find it in time. Mm -hmm. This is what I get for thinking that, oh, I found it. Found it. Episode 47. Wow, it was more than a couple months ago. It was in February. Episode 47, questioning everything you ever believed about God, deconstructing with Derek Webb. Um, so that's a great episode, but Derek said, Derek was in like a little mastermind group, uh, Jeremy Cowart, world famous photographer, um, Kyle Chowning, incredible marketer, John Acuff, incredible author, speaker, and myself. Anyway, we had, had just been encouraging each other for, you know, it was like it face to face. We were like an official mastermind group and then it became just like a group text. And now we just, yeah, whenever we need help with something in our business or careers, we just text each other and it's just become such a, a sweet, sweet uh, friendship that all of us have and we just cheer each other on. And so um, I've just known John in a, in a pretty special way, uh, pretty special way. Um, and I'm, I'm excited. I can't believe this is the first time he's been on the podcast. So it won't be the last time. And today he's going to talk about specifically, well, a lot of things, but the overarching theme is going to be the soundtracks that we have in our minds and then the playlists that our kids have in their minds and how it is that we can help them change those. So uh, yeah, th there it is. That's, that's what we're going to talk about today. So friends and fam, please do me a human hope favor. And wherever you at, wherever you at, wherever you be at, I just want you to put your hands together, give a round of applause for honestly one of the most humble yet creative and talented people that I know. Your new friend, maybe your old friend. Uh, also, be ready to laugh a lot because John's a one funny dude, uh, and my friend John Acuff. Hey there. 
I'm Dr. Maya Shankar, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so here we are with the man, the myth, the legend. I mean, if someone introduced you as, as a man, a myth, and a legend, John Acuff, like, does that, does, do you feel like that tees you up? Or do you feel like that that's setting you up for failure? Like, like I like a low bar. Like when somebody <laughs> in an event reads my whole bio that they found on the internet, and it's like in the seventh grade, he won a poetry contest <laughs> and he shoots lasers out of his eyes. I'm like, 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 I like, you know, a low bar is pretty fun to jump over. Yeah. No. Okay. So, so maybe I'll just say the myth, uh, the myth yeah. of John A. Cub. I'll, I'll leave off the man and the legend, you know, <laughs> yeah, we'll just yeah. say the myth uh, yeah. right now. Speaking of bios, you know, like talk, talk to me about uh, when you go to a speaking event and they use a bio from like 10 years ago and you're like, dude, I thought I scrubbed that thing off the internet and they're still calling you a blogger, you know, like, we, is, is that, is that still happening? Dude, we talk about that all the time. Cause every now and then I'll see like some photo of you in a V-neck. <laughs> Where it's like worship leader Carlos, and it's oh like God. you got a lot of bracelets on, and you're like, oh man, that's not what I'm. Yeah, and yeah, so that's a real thing that happens. It or is. my hair is super dark, like oh, and just it's, dark, like your shirt right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I haven't had that hair in like eight years. Yes, maybe yes. longer. Yeah, no, that happens. no, that totally. that happens. My, I feel like I'm. I finally caught up with you with my beard now i don't have hair on the top of my head but on the, on my face it's just yeah. whitening up bro it's a cuffing down here i'm and yeah. I'm, I'm liking it somebody you know? told me yesterday on a podcast they're like i can't tell if it's like surfer blonde or gray and i was like in real life you can tell like in real <laughs> in real life no one is ever like is that blonde like no you yeah. are very clear i i always say like my hair looks like i should i should sell you a mortgage like that's how my yeah. hair it's that color like it's that color gray <laughs> also if someone tries to sell you a mortgage that doesn't have that color gray just find the person with the gray hair because they're yeah it's probably gonna work out better you know exactly yeah. so that's what yeah. that's how i describe my hair like i have a mortgage you need to get locked into right now dude no i do and uh, just thanks for thanks for hopping on the human hope podcast this is kind of weird because like i don't normally just have like friends like i've just yeah. known you so long, right? We're normally like, I'll, I'll sit at someone across the screen and I'm like, okay, let's get right into, yeah. you know, the book. And you've got an incredible book, your new playlist. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone needs to go right now to Amazon and go ahead. It's, it's a book that you wrote with your daughters, Ellie and McRae. Yep. Uh, and we're going to get into that because I think for parents that are listening, a lot of people listen to this for the parenting content. This is going to be fantastic um, for that. But before we get there, um, I want to, I want to lean into the friendship a little bit. I want to sure. lean into the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm looking across my my computer right now, although we're only 15 miles apart. Uh, this is just how things happen in Nashville. Uh, but I'm looking at somebody that I've known a long freaking yeah. time. We've known each other yeah. a long time. Let's rewind back for a second. I think people will find yeah. it interesting to like, I, you know, I, I feel like the first time we had lunch was, it may have been, if I may, correct me if I'm wrong. But I think it was like a, a, like a steak and shake. Steak or and shake. Like yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. I was just going to say, yeah, it was like, and that was about the level of lunch we could afford. And we might've split it. We might've split those fries. We'd be like shoestring flies, throw them in there. We need five guys them out. Five guys. Them uh, out. Yeah. 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 No, it was, and it was like 2000. 
Eight, nine? I mean, when was that? Yeah, it was probably Eight. 2008. We were both blogging. We both, I think, like, I had a, a business card I was proud of that I printed on Moo. So oh, let's like, go, Moo. Was, was it the little mini Moo? Little like skinny the little, one, yeah. Little yeah. skinny Moo? Like oh, a little stick yeah. of gum. And, like, if somebody yeah. made eye contact with me, I was like, you want a business card? I got a blog. You want a business? Yeah, dude. <laughs> we were both blog. on that hustle. We were on that we were. hustle. Yeah, we were. Yeah. We were. And I think, you know, we had, uh, I was at the time working full-time at uh, Buckhead Church. Yep. Uh, you were, where were you working at that point? I was working probably at autotrader.com. So I was okay. doing like car classified site, obviously. Yeah. Um, was where I was, I was working and we were both, yeah, we were, but we were both overlapping where we would get to hang out and do creative meetings with North Point. And that's where yes. I think we first were like, oh, I like this way, the way this guy thinks or like, yeah. oh, and it was a small blogging community. And then we did an event together called off the blogs. Let's go. Ben Arment put together oh, oh and like it was me, you and Ann Jackson and Pete Wilson. It was the four of us. I don't think there were a lot of people there. I don't know what we talked about, but we definitely in my did head, that. In my head, it was 2000 people, dude, in my head. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, you know. that is some pastor math. How many people are at Easter? 10 million, actually. If you count <laughs> seven Holy Spirits per person, it was very right. big. It was, very it, was, big. it was multiplied. No, off the blogs. No, it was, uh, it was like an offshoot of like, I think Catalyst was about to happen or something. And yeah. Um, you know, it was like off Broadway, but off, 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 off Broadway. (laughs) Like, cause Catalyst, Catalyst had levels. It was like, you got to do a breakout if they're like, "Mm -hmm." and like, or you could host, like I hosted a book giveaway once when they were opening the doors, opening the doors, West coast Catalyst. And they're like, you can host a book giveaway. So it's me on a stage. No, everybody's just trying to get in the building. I'm like, everybody, like you're hawking your book. There's like four people there. Like. Yeah, you. That's what I think is funny is that most people don't see those days where it's like you're doing the small thing, no one's showing up to the book signing, and you're just like, okay, I'm gonna build this thing, I'm gonna build this thing. Like I don't care how I build it, it's gonna happen. You and I had a hundred of those together. Yes, we did. We we were at a lot of those together, and we were dreaming, and we were hustling, uh, but we were also, you know, I think, I think at that at that point, to be honest with you, this was. I mean, it really was pre-social media. Like it, it was yeah. pre kind of what, what we see now. And uh, what I think something I'm grateful for is that I don't think, w- at least I didn't have a blueprint or somebody right in front of me that I was like, oh, look, like um, celebrity per- person author X is has done this, this, and this this week. So I'm just going to uh, copy that, paste it onto my life. And hopefully that is my ticket into yeah. wh- where our dream is. We didn't have that, you know? I mean, this th- sounds like two old guys talking about the good old days, but to be honest, like it really was. Like we were having yeah. to forge it and figure it out. Dude, I was like the king of like, I'll print my own t-shirts or like buttons. Yes. I went through a real button phase where I was yeah, like, I remember. people are going to want buttons. I <laughs> The other day I threw away like 30 pounds of buttons because they're in my garage and I'm like, this idea is nine years old. I don't think people are going to come around for these buttons. Like uh, no. stickers. I have so many stickers where I was like, people are going to love this idea. And it was like, wah, wah. like <laughs> before Twitter, I'd be like, I need to print up a thousand ideas that are this tweet essentially. So yeah, we are, I feel like it was made up. I feel like we were just trying it. But I always say like with you, you're one of the few people I know that knows how to see a story and make the story go big in a really beautiful way. Like there's a lot of people that go, I can teach you how to do that. They don't know how to do it. But I've seen you do it 10 times. And then you were doing what I think most people listening to this don't know. You were doing social media before it existed in the sense of like Bickle Day. Like that was, <laughs> dude, that was like you doing that was Carlos going, I tell stories yeah. in creative ways on creative surfaces. 
So that's the benefit for me is that people who might have bumped into you in the last six months or because of the Tony thing or because of Sharon, whatever, they might go, oh, this is new. Like, no, dude. Like, I watched Carlos do social media for five years before social media was a thing. And then it was like the tool caught up to you. Like, you didn't catch up to the tool. Sure. Wow. I mean, that's a great way to, you know, to put it. I, I, I do, I do think you're right. Like, and by the way, two things off of the commentary you just spilled out. A, if you have a John Acuff vintage button, I need you to email me or yeah. Instagram me and I yeah. will send you a copy of his new book, your new playlist. I got to see it. Like it's got to be like on your person. Uh, that's a B. Uh, if you're Heather Bickle and you're listening to this podcast, maybe come on and we can explain to everybody. What yeah. was. You know, I'm right. But like, dude, see this jar over my shoulder. That is yes. full of buttons. My wife yes. was like, just display them and pretend they're art. That is all Go- buttons. I'm not exaggerating. That is no, that's so good. It's all buttons. And uh, yes, man, John's been doing this, you know, we've been doing this a, a long time and uh, we're, yeah, we're, we're, I think we're, we're hitting a stride, but then we're also never hitting a stride. Like we're also, we're always trying to improve. And so again, um, just know that I think even the conversation we're going to dive into in a second is going to be something that can help a lot of the listeners that maybe are thinking like, gosh, like there's too many people doing uh, what I want to do. I mean, here's a lie that someone may believe right now. There's too many people doing the thing that I want to do. So you know what? I'm just going to keep doing the thing that I don't want to do instead of chasing after the thing I want to do. And those those thoughts maybe get in our head, those thoughts. And so so let, let's let's kind of unpack this, What something I want to unpack for the listeners in two steps. The first step, I, I want to rewind back to 2021 when you released your book, Soundtracks. Yeah. Uh, I, the, I remember when you first... Um, sent, uh, we were, we were in like a mastermind together. We just turned into a really cool group text chat uh, and you sent us like a cover for the book and, you know, it was like a statue with, a yeah. you know, someone with headphones on and just the concept of soundtracks, the concept of these, these tapes that we're playing in our head and how they can get in, in the way of, of the things that we want take us to this to soundtracks and then we'll get into the playlist but first take us back to soundtracks and what that yeah. book was about and maybe how it can help some listeners so a soundtrack is my phrase for repetitive thought um i've heard people say a thought is like a leaf on a river car on the highway cloud in the sky but for me it's a soundtrack because a soundtrack has the power to change an entire moment and often you don't even notice it's playing so mm. it's this phrase to describe those moments because what happens is the longer you listen to a thought the more it becomes part of your personal playlist So you have a soundtrack for every city you've lived in, every boss, every relationship, every job. And often we don't notice them. And so an example of that would be, I'll work with an executive who's in their mid forties and they're being, they're being given new leadership opportunities and they're pulling back, they're pulling back, they're pulling back. And if you'll pull the thread to see why they're doing that, often it's because someone when they are 15 said, you're not a good natural leader. You're Mm. not a natural leader. And they believed that in the moment because it was a person of authority. And then they listened to that song for 30 years in a row. So of course, the second they get invited to a leadership opportunity, it plays automatically. So that's the concept. So ultimately it's about what if you could have those be soundtracks that are for you, not against you? What if you could have music that moves you forward versus music that pulls you back? And you can, the challenge is most people don't understand that they get to change their thoughts. Like, Mm. like, Thoughts come by one of two ways, choice or chance. You choose them ahead of time or you chance them. And our culture doesn't teach that. We don't have classes in high school that say, hey, junior year is really stressful. Here's how to control your mindset. Here's how to choose your mindset. We say things like she got carried away by her thoughts or lost in her thoughts as if thoughts are outside of you versus going, no, my thoughts turn into my actions. My actions turn into my results. 
if I want these results, I better make sure the thoughts that are starting the whole thing are in the right spot, are the thoughts that I want. That's what a soundtrack is. And it's once you discover you have the power to change the way you talk to yourself, the way you speak to yourself, it changes everything. It does. No, it, it, it changes everything. We have a mutual friend that uh, before, the, I, I just, I love the language that you put around soundtracks because it just makes, it makes it so sticky. It makes so much sense. But we have a mutual friend named Mike Foster who I'll never yep. forget. For me, um, he, he was the one that, that told me, you know, he was like, Carlos, I just feel like you're like, you're butting up against really the, the greatness of who you could actually be because you're believing something, which was a soundtrack that, that I yep. had in my head, uh, believing something about yourself. What is that? You know, and through Mike and his magical ways of words yep. and getting to your soul really quickly, I, I'll never forget. You know, I was probably 22 working for, um, working for somebody that I, I thought I had leadership ability. I thought I had leadership yeah. potential. And they told me, they're like, Carlos, you're, you're an entertainer. You're, you're a singer. You're, you're, yeah. um, you're, 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 you're not a leader. I'll be the coach. This is what they said. I'll be Phil Jackson. You be Kobe Bryant. And I remember thinking to myself like, well, I mean, I guess, I guess I'm just always supposed to be Kobe Bryant. Like I'm not supposed yeah. to be able to think deeper about coaching multiple people. And mm-hmm. I had that soundtrack stuck in my head, honestly, up until about seven years ago yeah. when I finally exchanged it. And I look back at the story of my life and I look back at all of these opportunities I missed because I didn't feel like I could coach. I didn't feel yeah. like I could teach. I didn't feel like I could do all these things, yeah. but it took somebody helping me change that soundtrack. Would you say that that's, that's similar to what you're talking that, about? A hundred percent. And I'll give every listener, if every listener is like, well, how do I know if I have a broken soundtrack, a soundtrack yeah. that's not working? I'll give you a 30 second activity you can do. All you do is write down a goal and it can be any goal. I want to start a podcast. I want to move to Colorado. I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to write a book. I want to you know, get a promotion, write down any goal and then listen to your first thoughts that come next. Listen to your thoughts. Are they helpful? Do they push Uh you forward? Do they say you're the right person to do that? Of course you're qualified to do that. People are going to love you or are they negative? Do they pull you back? And and what I say about fear is that fear argues both sides of the coin. When you're in your 20s and 30s, fear tells you you're too young. You don't have enough experience. You're Carlos. You're 22. Nobody wants to listen to you. Then you hit like your late 30s, early 40s and fear goes, it's too late. You missed your shot. Yes, and you yes. want to say to fear, when was I the perfect age to do this? As yes. if you will go, there were 10 minutes when you were 31. It was in October. <laughs> it was a Tuesday. It would have been perfect. And so if they're not pushing you forward, it's probably a broken soundtrack. And then you can start to work on it because then you've got a little bit of self-awareness. Self-awareness is a superpower. And the way to yeah. get it is to write down a goal and then listen to your reaction because every reaction is an education. Your reaction to what's possible is trying yeah. to educate you about how you really feel and how you yeah. really believe and how you really operate. Wow. Okay. So uh, real quickly, last thing with soundtrack before we move into playlist, say, okay, so say someone's listening to this and they're uh, like my mom, for instance, she's 69 years old. Yeah. I know that my mom has things she wants to do. I know that my mom still has d- dreams and desires. There's sure. a 69-year-old listening to this. May- mom, maybe it's you. Maybe it's not. We can talk later. But there's someone listening to this that that is like, well, John... Listen, I mean, okay, you're talking to the person in their 40s that maybe thinks that they've missed their chance, but my soundtrack feels like it's becoming more of a Broadway musical. Yeah. Like it, like this is something that I'm living. Like, like how does how do we actually change it? How do we change the soundtrack? Well, so one is you have to understand broken soundtracks work in absolutes, all or nothing. So if you ever hear words like never, um, everyone, always, like it's usually a broken soundtrack. So if somebody who is 69 said to me, 
okay, well, it is too late for me. I would explore that. I would say, well, let's pull the thread. What do you really want to do? Because the reason people don't listen to books that are self-help or like self-help is there's a lot yeah. of bad self-help. Like, I don't believe when somebody says you can be anything you want in your life. No, you can't. I couldn't be in the NBA. In the right. history of the NBA, Carlos, there were seven people my height. Seven <laughs> in the history. And they all had names like Spud and Muggsy. So yes. like the minute some fake motivational person tells me you can be anything you want, I can immediately poke holes in that. I believe right. I can be the best version of me. And yes. that's a real gift. So if somebody said to me, well, it's too late for me to live to 150. Yeah, you're right. But what do you really want to do? Like, what are the things that you really want to do? And how do we kind of explore that? How do we get some thoughts that turn into actions? And I think yeah. once you can unpack it, then you can say, okay, well, it's not too late. There's still yeah. things you can do. There's still things you can lean into. Um, but I think a lot of it is we give these blanket solutions and people are smart enough to see through them and they yeah. go, okay, that's not helpful. And so the books I write, the books you write, I think are honest and open and optimistic and hopeful, but they're also practical. They give you tactical sure. things you can do on a Tuesday because yeah. that's where people live. What a great conversation with John. I told y'all so. He's incredible. Hey, we're going to get back to the conversation after we talk about two of our partners this week. First and foremost, we have ButcherBox. I still can't believe that we partner with ButcherBox. Y'all know I love my big green egg and y'all know I love my tri-tip. And when I get my tri-tip, shipped to me from ButcherBox, I have confidence that it is 100% grass fed. No antibiotics. It is super healthy and I get free shipping if I'm in the continental United States and there's no fees. Now listen, you also get to choose from a variety of box plan options, right? You can curate them, you can customize them, and you can change your plan whenever you want, okay? high quality cuts that are really hard to come by at the grocery store. I look for tri-tip here in Nashville, Tennessee. And because all these Californians have moved from California to Nashville, I used to be able to get tri-tip whenever I wanted. I just go to Whole Foods. I go to Costco. I get my tri-tip. Not no more because all the Californians are stealing the tri-tip. Well, guess what? I don't have to worry about it anymore because guess who sends it to me? Butcher Box. I love Butcher Box. And listen, ha, Take chicken breasts off your grocery list because ButcherBox is offering Human Help listeners an incredible deal that they've never offered before. You ready? Free chicken for a year. Get two pounds of free range organic chicken breast for free in every order when you sign up at butcherbox.com slash human hope and use code human hope. Claim this deal at butcherbox.com slash human hope and use code human hope. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Listen, this episode is perfectly aligned with what BetterHelp does. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when you're faced with a challenge in your life and the soundtrack begins to change. Guess what? Your therapist at BetterHelp can help you. Now, I would love for John Acuff to be able to sit in my pocket all the time, but no, he can't. But you know who I can dial is my therapist. And when you sign up for BetterHelp, you can also get a hold of your therapist within 24 hours. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I have been in therapy for over a decade and it has helped not only my marriage, 
It has helped me be a better parent. It has helped me be a better leader. And it's helped me be just a better human. The benefits are incredible. You can get very specifically from therapy, unload your stress, get emotional healing, help with anxiety and depression. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp honestly is a great, great option. It's convenient, it's accessible, affordable, and entirely online. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash human hope today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash human hope. Now back to our conversation with John Acuff. Just right after the song ends, aren't you feeling it? Hey, 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 dun, dun, dun. I mean, this is a lot. I would normally cut it, but I just, I'm feeling it. Here we go. One, two, and out. Okay. Back to the conversation. Yeah. Okay. So you've, you've got, you you've got the human hope listeners have the understanding of soundtracks. Okay. We've got it. And then tell us what happened as you're starting to travel. You're talking about soundtracks. You're at your book tables uh, again, I don't know if there's book tables, you know, when this was released because none yeah. of us were speaking at, at you know, yeah. different points, but people are coming up to you and they're excited about the book, but tell us about the question you were getting from a lot of parents. Yeah. So the question is my seventh book and I've never had this question before. And the question was, do you have a version for teenagers? Do you have a version? And, and they'd say, if I could have learned this at 12, at 13, at 14, it would have changed the whole arc of my life in the sense of, if you move a rocket by six feet, it lands some in a different country. So yeah. if you teach a 13-year-old, the 14-year-old truth, I mean, it reminds me, I spoke at a big YMCA event and I went and toured the Brentwood, Tennessee YMCA right near your house. Yeah. And they said, oh, we've got this guy. He's in his late seventies and volunteers in the skate park. And he's never going to kickflip. Like he's not volunteering because he <laughs> loves half pipes. He loves teenagers. And a 13-year-old came in one morning and was really downcast. And he said, what's wrong? And the kid said, I found out today my parents are getting a divorce and it's my fault. In huh. that moment, that kid was about to believe a broken soundtrack yep. and then play it out over 10, 20, 30, 40 years. But the adult yep. was there to go, whoa, 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 it's not your fault. That's not why people get divorced. Let's talk about that. So parents came out of the woodwork. That was the first thing. The second thing was I spoke to camps 10 years ago. You and I spoke, yes. you know, it's part of the come up. It's part of the <laughs> ladder, right. dude. Yeah. So yeah. I spoke to camps and I'd ask these students, what are your thoughts telling you? What are they telling you? And they'd write them down anonymously on pieces of paper. And that box sat on my shelf for 10 years, thousands and thousands and thousands of real soundtracks from real teenagers. And I forgot about it. And then when wow. this started stirring up, I was like, wait a second. I opened the box and thousands spill out. And I'm able to go, wow, I can see patterns. Like one of the biggest patterns, the number one word on more cards than any other was the word enough. Teenagers mm. would say, I'm not pretty enough, smart enough, popular enough, talented enough. So I started to see, wow, there's real research. There's real hope. There's real need. And then I started to hear them from, from teenagers. A teenager got out of a pool at a swim meet and said to her mom, I'm the slowest swimmer on the team. I'll never get better. And my wife and I looked at each other and said, oh, those are just broken soundtracks. Yeah. She can do something about that. So those two, those three things kind of came together. And then I had my daughters, my teenage daughters help me write the book. Cause if I did it, dude, it would have been like an old man trying to be like, <laughs> hello, fellow youths. You guys use more scooters. I use skateboards back in the day. Oh, don't mean to be so lit. So savage, like yeah. meek meal. Like yeah, it would have been Gucci. whack. It would have been so whack. Even saying whack is whack. So like <laughs> it would have been dad joke central. So that's kind of how it came about. So, okay. So, um, 
Wow. Okay, well, so let's go there. So we have, I, there's a listener listening right now and they're like, okay, my, my 12 year old is struggling with a certain sound check. I know the sound check. I can see the sound check. It's yeah. the sound, seeing, seeing the sound check. Isn't the difficult part. Like I, I see it, but then I, I tell them like, this is, this is a bad sound check. This is a bad thought. This is a lie that you believe. Give us some, give us the listeners, some practical ways to help their kid or student or whoever it is in their life that's that's younger um actually create a new sound check or playlist as you like to call it yeah so the three steps in the book are really simple number one you retire a broken soundtrack so you identify it and say okay this this needs to be retired the second thing you do is you replace it with a new one your brain wants to think it wants to go yeah. that's why solutions like just turn off your brain Fine. Meditate for 10 minutes, half an hour a day. What about the other 23 and a half hours of the day? Like yeah, we have yeah. these active brains. And the third thing you do is you repeat it so often, the new one, that it becomes as automatic as the old one. So that retire phase, the easiest way to get a kid to see that it's not a helpful soundtrack is ask three questions. And they're really okay. simple questions. Number one, is it true? Is the thing you're telling yourself about yourself true? Is the thing you're telling yourself about your friends, about your world, about, is it true? Second question, is it helpful? When you say it to yourself again and again and again, does it make you feel good? Does it move you forward? Take my daughter. My 16-year-old daughter failed a biology test. Just bombed it, dude. Put this story in the book. So the month later, when she's taking the next biology test, she has this broken soundtrack that says, you're going to fail again, you're going to fail again, you're going to fail again. And we were able to go, wait a second, is that helpful for you to think the night before, like as you try to study for the next Uh one? And then we were able to say, if a friend of yours texted you a hundred times the night before a test and said, you're going to fail, you're going to fail, you're going to fail. Would that be a good friend or a monster? A monster. And so part of it is getting students to hear how they're talking to themselves. Third question is, is it kind? Are you being kind to yourself right now? If you said this to a friend, would they still want to be your friend? So part of it is that, and I think as a parent, you start to introduce the idea of soundtracks. And what's nice about soundtracks is it's such an accessible term. It's a really smooth on-ramp. It's not, what are your inner voices? You say, what are your inner voices? Say to a kid, they'd be like, oh, geez, mom, light a candle already. Like, we'll we'll have a seance. And so a soundtrack is a really easy entry ramp. And so my hope is that it gives parents a chance to talk about the conversation. And and I think the key thing here, Carlos, like a guy the other day told me, oh, my 15-year-old's not, he doesn't have his life together yet, doesn't have his life together. I'm frustrated. And I said, well, when did you get your life together? He said, about 32. I said, 32. (laughs) So you are hoping he skips 17 years. So it gives you a grace to remember there's a lot of challenges, but it also gives you a really easy handle to push back on with truth and not truth. That's a hammer, but truth. That's a help. Yeah. You know, um, not truth. That's a hammer. Truth. That's a help. But what you're actually saying, I, 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 I've actually seen my kids come back at me with this whole idea. Cause once you teach your kids this, that it's very easy for them to identify it in you, right? Well, yeah, once you yeah. teach your kids like about soundtracks, like here's the deal, like like they can quickly understand the concept and see when you as their parent are- Kids run with truth. Kids, yeah. kids sprint with it because adults have 20 years of old soundtracks to retire. Kids, right. you go, hey, here's truth. They sprint with it. And you're right, yeah. in a good home, in a healthy home, they have the safety and the psychological <laughs> safety to push yeah. back on you and go, wait a second. You just said this about this. I, you know, that those two things don't match up. And again, that's part of it. So like we do all these podcasts and, and podcast hosts are like, you guys must have the most amazing family where you talk about, (laughs) like I'm washing their feet at dinner. Like (laughs) there's this perception. It's not that at all, but it is part of our nomenclature now. So we, as a family, 
Like one of our simple soundtracks as a family is everything's always working out for me. Everything's yeah. always working out for me. And we say that because fear comes free. Hope takes work. Fear yeah. will find you. You yeah. never have to look for fear. Fear will find you in the grocery store and remind you of some dumb yeah. you did 10 years ago. Hope, positivity takes work. So whenever something good happens, we notice it. And it's a phrase my friend Jim, uh, James Victoria taught me. Everything's always working out for me. I think a goal for a parent is to be so positive and so reinforcing that eventually your kids roll, your, roll their eyes. Like my kid, like I see That's that as a awesome. sign of success. So yeah. when I pull into a parking spot and nobody had a parking spot, it's at Radnor Lake and it's a Saturday and it sucks because they have four <laughs> parking spots. Real niche right there. I go, Seriously? look at this parking spot. Like everything is always working out for me. And my kids go, ugh. So now to me, the eye roll is a sign of, of that something's working, that I'm leaning in enough. Yes, dude, that is so good. You know, well, for, okay, two things here off of this too. A, uh, I, I need you for uh, people like me. I'm like, John just said a word I've never said in my entire life that I'm going to start using on a daily basis. He said nomenclature. I need, yeah, you, yeah. To, I need you to not just yeah. skip by that word. I, I, what, yeah. what does that mean? Well, it's nomenclature is like your collection of language, how you talk, what's your, your okay. comment, you know, like a nomen nomenclature for like a gamer would be like specific terms about Call of Duty or something. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, again, don't ever tell me I don't give you anything human help listeners. Yeah, like, right? like today, you can go and you can be like, you can say nomenclature in a sentence and people are going to be like, holy crap, that was amazing. Yeah. Number two, um, you, uh, nomenclature was the first thing. Oh yeah, the, the second thing is as you're, you're actually doing this. I'm seeing you actually do this on Twitter. The the whole kind of speaking a uh, a new soundtrack in your life. Like I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm I'm you know recalling this differently because I've been off my phone for seven weeks. I just got back on my phone, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like on Twitter, like I'd see you every day, like tweet like this is going to be the best day oh, of my yeah. life or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, and, totally. And I I remember after a couple of days, I was like, John th John is saying that every day is going to be the best day of his life. Why yeah. were you? Why Why do you do that? Why Why are you saying that? And why are you speaking yeah. that out into the Twitterverse? Because rejoice is a choice. Like rejoice is a choice. That's another one of my soundtracks. Like I yeah. know, okay, I'm not going to wait and get up and go, hey, feelings, how are we feeling today? I had yeah. this moment, Carlos, where. I was really stressed about a book deal. I had submitted it. I was really stressed. And I asked my feelings, like, what are our feelings today? My feelings <laughs> yeah. were like, the whole day is stressed because we have this big deal. I was like, okay, okay, okay. okay. I'll be stressed all day. And I try to compartmentalize, forget it. I'm lost. I'm stressed. The next day, I get the book deal. The thing works. And I say to my feelings, hey, how are we feeling today? And they go, we're stressed. And I go, wait a second. Like, we got the thing. And they go, and my feelings go, yeah, but now what if you can't deliver? What if it's uh, too yeah. big? What if you, and I realized, oh, my yeah. feelings are always going to say like, here's a reason to be stressed. I'm going to do my job to believe the other, to lean yeah. into the other, not in a fakeness, not in a, everything is amazing because, because there are hard parts of life, but I'm yeah. going to choose that to the best of my ability. And I'm going to yeah. lean into that to the best of my ability. So that's, that's what I did was I started to deliberately say, and, and the other thing is you look for, you find the things you look for. So when you set out on a treasure yeah. hunt for positive things, guess what happens? Yeah. You find them. I'm a naturally pessimistic, negative person. Like I work real hard at this because I've seen the benefits of positivity and I've mm -hmm. lived a life of negativity before. And I can yeah. see the results are clear. Like yeah. I don't need, yeah. like there's no, there's no other judging I need where I'm like, oh, this one is way better. It feels better. It produces better. It's more exciting to be, to do. Like I'm going to live with positivity, even if it's Yeah. Better. Yeah, dude. Oh, so good. Uh, is there, is there a, a, a cap as far as like an age limit as to like, 
being able to translate this to your kids? Like, like, is this something just for teenagers? Is this something that, you know, five-year-olds can, you know, get into their heads and, you know, so as parents are listening, going like, well, I wonder if this, if my kids are too young to understand this. So here's one of our soundtracks. If you want a kind 16-year-old, teach a six-year-old kindness and give them 10 years to practice. So for a five-year-old, a six-year-old, like you're giving them a decade to practice because you and I, I know we believe the same thing about we're not raising kids, we're raising adults. Like we're right. raising adults. Right. And so I've seen you and Heather be deliberate with that. Jenny and I are deliberate with that. So no, I think the idea, you know, of a, of a soundtrack can start at four, can start at five, because the kids learning, they're figuring out the world and they're, and they're also mirroring you. Like here's one yeah. of the things I'd encourage parents. I think it's a real miss when you hate your job and you talk about that in your family and you demonize work for 18 mm. years, and then you're surprised your college kid doesn't want to get a job after school. Of yeah. course he doesn't. <laughs> you spent 18 years saying work is terrible. They're yeah. not going to want to go find a job. So even yeah. the way you talk about the things you're doing, even the way you look at the world, I think whether it's four or five, six, there's always a chance where you can start kind of encouraging them and sharing them truth. And yep. then, you know, Mitch, when, there's never a time where I hope I'm not encouraging my kids. Where I go, well, they don't need the encouragement anymore. Like I'm 46. Like I bet at 66, I'm going to be like, Carlos, I need a word of encouragement. Like, and we'll have, (laughs) I'll hopefully still have hair. Maybe not, but like, I'm still going to need it. Like the day before my funeral, I'm going to be like, dude, I need, I need a good word. Like that never goes out of style. Yeah. That never goes out. Yeah. Yeah. Helping people create new playlists never goes out of style. Um, Is this something that, that, you know, you've seen your kids begin to speak to other, to their friends about? Like, is, is this something that, that you, you think can actually not just be like a parent helping a kid with a new playlist, but actually kids helping kids? Yeah. So my daughter, her friend had to go get an oil change and she was stressed about that. She's never done that. Like, yeah, I get yeah. it. Like you're going into yeah. a garage, it's loud. You're like, <laughs> and she was stressed about that. And she's like, it's going to be so awkward. It's going to be so terrible. And my daughter said, whoa, 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 no, you don't know that going in. Like, right. like, like, What's the positive version of that? She was like, okay, author. Like, so she did the eye roll, which is what you want. Like a hundred percent what you want. And like, even that, like, I think we overuse the word awkward. We've over applied that. So when a kid goes, somebody came to the door today and rang the doorbell. So awkward. What? No, like somebody rang your doorbell. Like, but we as a culture overpaint our situations with the word awkward. And then we feel extra awkward versus going, Somebody came to the door today. I checked it. They were selling something. I didn't want it. That was like versus, oh, it was so awkward. Yeah. It was awkward. So even the ways yeah. we talk amongst friends, I think yeah. matters. And so, yeah, I've seen my kids start to kind of speak that into their friends and go, hey, you can do that. Like you're capable oh. of an oil change. Like, yes. And the other thing about friendship, Carlos, is good friends are archives. They hold mm. memories and successes you've had that you've already forgotten. So a good friend goes, Hey, Carlos, I've seen you do hard stuff before. Like, I know you yeah. got this big opportunity, but do you yeah. not remember all these things that, that you did before? And yeah. a good friend is an archive. So I've seen my kids be an archive for other oh, kids that's because good. that's, that's yeah. what friendship is. It's so good. I hear, and I'm going to brag on John for a second. John, you, you've always been very intentional in our friendship with uh, cheering me on and all the things. And, you know, I, um, I've been without my phone for the last few weeks and all my podcast listeners know this, but I spoke at an event two weeks ago mm-hmm. um, and, you know, I got home and I mean, I don't know if you told, if you talked to Heather afterwards, I don't know if you saw yeah. Heather. I, I saw her, yeah. Yeah. You, okay. You saw Heather, but she's like, Hey, John wanted to let you know, um, you know, just that you killed it and yada, yada. And I was like, well, that, that was so kind that John would, you know, 
find my wife to tell me because I don't have my phone now. But then I turned my phone on yesterday for the first yeah. time and there yeah. was a text message from you. Yeah. And and let, let me tell you how that changes a playlist. Okay. This is, this is a playlist two weeks later that you changed in my head. I ha- did not have my phone after this event that I spoke at. Right. And it was an event with a lot of important people there, a lot of successful people, big room, big room, big room you know, a lot yeah. of successful people. And so something that I don't think that we, uh, that, that sometimes we understand is that like, we can use these digital ovations on Twitter and Instagram and like, like to create um, like our identity. Right. And so suddenly when I didn't have a phone, when I left, I, I suddenly had no way of knowing like, yeah. Oh my gosh, did anybody post a picture of me with a quote that I said uh, that was, a, yeah. and I had no way of knowing. And so for two weeks, I've been thinking to myself like, man, like, I wonder if that sucked. Like, I wonder yeah. if that was, if that was any yeah. good, like, man, I could have done this. I've never spoken three small stories in one event. I always just do one thing. Like, did I land and take off? Yeah. All these questions are going through. I turned my phone back on and you and Don Miller and a couple other friends that were there last mm-hmm. night or that night texted me. And even two weeks later, the playlist and the soundtrack that was in my head from that event shifted because you were a good friend and you, you know, reached out. And so Changing a playlist is actually something that you can do for somebody else. It's not something that that just somebody has to figure out on their own. Like you can be an Dude. active part of it. Dude, my thing is most people have goals for every part of their life except relationships. We hope relationships happen organically yeah. and we're deliberate at work. So we're deliberate with meetings, we schedule things, and then we hope our marriage goes well. We hope our kids go well. We yeah. hope our friendships go well. So like one one month for a solid month, every day I encouraged one friend. I would, I would, I would send that. And dude, here's, here's the thing. Like, again, listeners, I love easy activities. Yeah. All you have to do to blow somebody's mind is the next time they tell you something that's important to them and it's related to a date, put a reminder in your phone to ask about it the day after. So when your friend says, we're dropping our first kid off at college on Thursday, have a reminder on your phone on Friday that says, ask Matt about that. You're going to spend 60 seconds and write a text that said how to drop off go. And they're going to say what everybody says, which is (laughs) thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for thinking of me. Because like when you do that, people feel visible and valuable. What everyone wants to know right now is, do you see me? Do I matter? And when you do that, people feel visible and valuable. That's the human thing. And so, Carlos, you don't even know, because we just didn't talk about it. Al Andrews, who put on the event, called me months before and said, hey, thinking about Carlos, like, what's your take? And I was like, dude, he's hit levels. He's going to kill it. So for me, that night was a celebration of something that I had already seen and already knew. Yeah. So like, I felt like, oh man, the ex- I was like, I dropped the mic on the way out. Cause I was like, <laughs> did I tell you Did I tell you Carlos would kill it? Like I, I walked out of there like, that's what's up. So like, I hadn't even been on stage, uh, but yeah. I had seen that moment happening. I'd seen the moment for years. So for me, sending that text was super fun because oh, yeah. I was so proud of what you'd done. And that like, so it's good. cyclical. It's cyclical, dude. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and you do, John, you, you live it. You let, you know, the books you write aren't just ideas and like puffy things that, um, that make people feel good. They actually work. They are actually practical. I'm seeing it in your life. And, yeah. you know, I just, uh, I'm just grateful for you, man. Dude, it would be, yeah. we can always, we always joke <laughs> you and I about like when you do an event with somebody who's their book is about grace and they're jerk in the green room. And you're like, Oh, (laughs) that is like their whole thing is about generosity and they won't endorse your book. And you're like, Oh, like that is unfortunate. And so, yeah, Yeah. I think when you're living it, it's just so much more fun. 
Like yeah. it's more fun. Like it's <clears throat> it more is. fun. You don't have to be multiple people. Like you get to be one person and it's messy and it's fun. Yes. And so, yeah, I think that's what makes you and I have a lot of fun at what we do. Like you and I both have this sense of, I can't believe I get to do this. I can't believe I get to encourage people. And, and that's what I think keeps us in this game. Yeah, no, it's so good. Well, uh, the book is called Your New Playlist. And uh, I mean, where, where, where should people ah, go look get at it? it? Look at it. Uh, it's available oh, look, everywhere. There it is. It's He's got it right everywhere. there for, for all you watching on YouTube, all 75 yeah, and of you, when, there it is right there. When your book comes out, when your next book comes out, I'll have you on my yeah. podcast. I have a podcast called All It Takes is a Goal, where I geek out about goals. And we'll, yes. we'll, uh, we'll have you back on to talk about your book. Man, I would I would love that. So yeah, go pick that up. Follow John in all the places. And it's John the way it's correctly spelled J-O-N yeah. without yep. the H. You know, like we don't need to make things longer than they actually need to be. No, Hannah needs both those H's is what I would <laughs> say. Terrible joke, terrible dad joke. That's what I got. I don't know what to tell you. Hannah needs both. That is uh, John, thanks for being on the show. Love you, man. Yeah, thanks, dude. What did I say? What did I say? Told you. That was incredible. Thank you, Jonathan Acuff. John with no H-J-O-N-A-C-U-F-F. Please, Human Hope fam, go follow John. Uh, John and his daughters, Ellie and McCray, their book is out this week. You can get it right now. And I'm going to be honest with you, as an author, I want to see my friends succeed. So please go to wherever you buy books and buy a copy for you, your grandma too, your wife and your dog, everybody, uh, because I'd love to see uh, John's book do well. Thank you, John, for your wit and your wisdom. You are so good at both of those. Friends, that's another episode done of the Human Hope Podcast. I will see you next week. Oh, but before, of course, let me remind you, please subscribe, share, but subscribe and really helps. And also, if you go to the YouTube channel, you can subscribe there as well. Humanhopevideo.com. I'll see you on YouTube. I'll see you on your favorite podcast platforms. I'll see you wherever you consume this stuff next week. And I'll also see you on your phone because I'm back, y'all. I'm back. Here we go.